Hello, everyone. It's John Otterstead, Bobby Darren for the Scarlet Nation podcast. It's a big night here at scarletnation.com. I'm cruising through the message boards and reading the posts. Rutgers has a commitment from an offensive lineman out of South Carolina named Raekwon O'Neal. And before we start talking about the team and how they've been doing this summer, I just wanted to pick Bobby's brain and see what he has to say about the latest addition to the Scarlet Knight family. Bobby, what are you thinking about this latest commit? I think it's a real nice pickup. Um, very impressive offer list. Uh, Raekwon O'Neal is a very athletic guy. Um, it's rare to see somebody uh, at that size and that age move so well. Uh, very fast, quick feet. Um, just, I think a lot of coaches see all those um, measurables and, and those skills and, and look ahead to the future and really see an impressive college tackle. Uh, good kid, smart kid, going to enroll early, going to major in graphic design. Um, it, it's a win, big win for Rutgers. Uh, this is a kid you could see as a multi-year starter, uh, is on the right track um, and has a lot of uh, athletic ability and talent to work with. Well, in the database, he's listed at six foot five, two sixty. Not bad. Three stars. I was surprised that they had him at a five point five, which in the rivals ranking puts him at a on the lower end of three stars. When you look at his offer list, though, and you know, I don't know how many of these were committable, but I mean, there are a lot of them. And you, just looking down the list: Georgia Tech, Louisville, Mississippi State, West Virginia. I think Penn State was on the list. Um, it came down to Rutgers and South Carolina, which I like because. You know, I whenever I hear about a kid from another state and Rutgers is looking at him and his state school hasn't offered him, I'm a little leery. In this case, it was down to Rutgers in South Carolina, and obviously South Carolina wanted him. So, from my just from that perspective, it sounds like it was a good pickup. What do you think? I think it was a great pickup, and and the rivals' ranking is way too low. That should be reevaluated, and he should definitely be bumped up. Um, you know, that's that's a different territory than we do, so I, I can't say what goes into that. But definitely worthy of a higher rating. Definitely a big pickup. Uh, announced on the local news uh, television channel. Um, very mature kid. Uh, very, uh, you know, j- just just looks like everything you would want in an offensive lineman. And I, it's a big win for Rutgers. Uh, and, you know, in the past, August has been traditionally very quiet uh, as far as recruits go or commits go. And Rutgers just seems to be steamrolling after that slow start. Uh, they hung in there, and, and they're really picking up a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail. A lot of these three stars, um, you know, we talked about in the past, the Zaheer Lacewells, Isaiah Pachecos, and even now Raekwon O'Neal, very good pickups, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm the guy last week on this very same podcast that kind of lamented, said that the recruiting class might be a little bit underneath my expectations, but I really like this one. I reached out to Mike Farrell, particularly because I saw that 5.5 ranking, and I wanted to see what he'd have to say. And of course, Mike Farrell, the rivals recruiting analyst, national recruiting analyst, he'll take another look at this. The rankings are not set in stone right now. For all we know, O'Neill could end up at four stars, although I didn't push Mike on that. But anyway, um, this is Mike's quote. I couldn't record it, a uh, little audio glitch, but here's what he had to say. Quote, he's an athletic kid who could play offense or defense. He has to learn the nuances of the game. He has a good frame. He needs to get bigger, especially in a lower body. But on film, he's very physical. One thing he has to work on is that he's a little upright. He rocks back a bit, especially on defense. He sometimes doesn't play with great leverage, but he has a great motor. And the one thing he is really bringing to Rutgers is versatility. If he doesn't work out on one side of the ball, you can move him to the other. 
What do you have to say about that, Bob? You know, a lot of times, one of the most valuable tidbits I got was from a former Eagles defensive line coach who told me that he used to uh, recruit in college. He coached in college as well, down in the SEC. And he said, I never fault linemen on something they haven't been taught. A lot of those stuffs that he, a lot of those things that he needs to work on are things that he probably wasn't taught to an extensive level at the, the high, in high school. So when he gets to a college program and is working with a uh, offensive line coach and, and entire staff, I think you'll start to see those things develop. So um, a lot of positives there. Let's move on to the team and how they're practicing this summer, because one thing that stood out in the comments and the, and the message board and from your articles is the play of Raheem Blackshear, freshman, five foot nine, 185 pounds at an Archbishop Wood Catholic in Pennsylvania. Uh, he's a guy who I'm pretty excited about. I know that you've had some nice things to say. What, what, what have you seen from him thus far to, to warrant your interest? Speed, quickness, and electricity. A uh, kid is just one of those guys that gets a ball in the open field and can make people miss, can accelerate really quickly. I, I doubt he's a true 5'9", 185, but that's neither here nor there because he gets that ball and he's very elusive. And it's something that Rutgers was really lacking last year, and you really saw it come to life when Janarian Grant went down with an injury. So Raheem Blackshear gives them another gear. He's not a kid that's going to go between the tackles. Like I said, 5'9", 185 is a little generous but get him in that open field. He can make one or two guys miss, and you know there's a lot of turf in front of him. Yeah, he was only rated two stars by Rivals.com, and considering he's – now, granted, I realize that Rutgers is in a position right now where there's a lot of opportunities for players across the spectrum. But do you feel that two-star rating was unwarranted and perhaps he deserved a higher rating? Yes. He's, there's no way that kid's a two-star. I mean, he, he was committed to Michigan State before he – uh, flipped and went to Rutgers. I mean, it was Temple, Michigan State, then Rutgers. So there was obvious interest from a lot of big-time schools. And he might have developed a little later. You know, the recruiting rankings are done so early. Raheem Blackshear is not the biggest guy in the world, so he's not going to wow you with those measurables. But get the ball in his hands, and the kid is electric. I think three-star easily, you know, moving up to the higher three stars w- would be my assessment. All right. Well, let's take a look over at the wide receiver position because that's another area where freshmen have really made their mark earlier. And uh, I, I looking through all the comments on the board and the articles, I keep seeing Wormley's name, Everett Wormley, out of Burlington Township, New Jersey, Bo Melton out of Cedar Creek, Hunter Hayek out of Wayne Hills, and a couple other guys. But let's go down the list and just start talking about them. Let's begin with Everett Wormley. Three stars, number 30 in the state of New Jersey. Five foot eleven, one hundred eighty-three pounds. What do you think about him? Well, actually, that that's wrong. He's now up to two hundred pounds. I spoke to him last week. Um, yeah, I was taking that off of his uh, database page. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although often when we take the heights and weights off his Rivals.com database page, they're probably a little generous in terms of giving height and even a little weight sometimes. But that's great that he's gained some weight. But Ev's about six foot, plays even bigger than six foot, and it's 200 pounds, solid kid, uh, learns the game very well, has a good football IQ. Uh, so he's able to acclimate rather quickly. Um, you know, he's he's just done everything right throughout his whole high school career, is, is that reliable receiver. And, and I think he's going to do well. Now, granted, these freshmen are getting a little more playing time because Damon Mitchell's been limited, Amir Mitchell's been out, Janarian Grant's been held out, and Jawan Harris has been in the doghouse. So... 
uh, that's all that's really left is the freshmen. So a lot of these guys are getting work. Now, I think you'll see Damon Mitchell, Janarian Grant, Janarian Grant, excuse me, and even uh, Jawan Harris, if he gets things right, those are going to be, you know, three of your primary receivers. So I don't think it's going to be a, you know, freshman free-for-all on the field unless some guys go down. But uh, Everett has a good chance of seeing some playing time this year. I think Bo Melton's the guy who really uh, has jumped to the forefront of those freshmen. I mean, another four-star guy just – very uh, quick, electric, uh, you know, playmaker, something that they really need. I think you're going to see a lot of him early on in the season. Wormley, if I remember correctly, was an early recruit for Rutgers last year, right? Yes, and uh, he was one of the earliest commits. And the first time I saw Ev was at a, a camp down in, in um, here in South Jersey uh, at Next Level's uh, they have they have uh, Beast of the East. I think it was the first one they had, and very impressed from the get go. I, I thought his recruitment could have been a little bigger. I think because he was at a smaller school down in South Jersey, it kind of stifled it a little bit. And um, you know, had a handful of offers, but I, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a solid performer throughout his career. Let's get back to Bo Melton because I know fans are really excited about him. He was kind of in the media spotlight for the entire year last year because. Not only was he great in football, but he was also a track standout. And four stars, obviously, that gets everyone's attention. Number seven in the state, according to Rivals.com. Uh, 50th at his position in the country. Offers from, I mean, a whole bunch of schools. Rivals database has it with BC, Maryland, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, more. Uh, what can Rutgers fans expect from him this year? You're going to see a lot of speed. Um, like I said, he's a playmaker. Uh, kid just knows how to, you know – make moves with the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a very good athlete. And, and again, like I said with Blackshear, it's something that Rutgers was really missing last year. So it's really going to help to have a few of these guys who are capable of making plays. It's going to keep the defense more honest. And, and I think you're going to see Bo early on get some touches. And, you know, he can make a guy miss, and then, you know, he's gone. So uh, I, he really brings a much-needed dimension to the field and gives Rutgers a legitimate playmaker. Now – I am not one to shy away from when I make a mistake, and I don't know if I'll call it a mistake, but when Hunter Hayek was recruited last year to Rutgers, I had a couple things to say. Well, first thing, I felt that he, on the field, so on the positive note, I thought he, of the two senior Hayek brothers, was the more exciting to watch and probably the more ready to play at the next level. But then I didn't think he had the size to come and play at a Big Ten level, and at least in the early going, the feedback from coach has been very positive. What do you think about him? You know, you hit the nail on the head when you were assessing him last year. He's a very good playmaker. He's almost like a a John Simmons with speed. You know, he's got he's a lot quicker. He's shifty. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he can catch the football. He, you know, and he has some speed to him. Um, you know, he might still be on the outside looking in this year, you know, when some of those guys that I mentioned return, the older guys, especially when Amir Mitchell comes back, there's only so many reps to go around. But he's a guy that could find his way onto the field. And even if he redshirts, he's a guy that's going to be around for a while. And I, the coaches have been impressed. He's, you know, catches the football, reliable, and he's got some speed. And, and again, I can't overstate it enough. That's one thing that was severely lacking was speed on this team last year, and you saw it in a 2-10 season. So 
the more speed, the better. And, you know, receivers, some receivers are going to get banged up over the course of the year. It's nice to be able to put another guy in and rotate him in. You know, not necessarily saying a guy has to go down for, for Hayek to come in and get some reps. But, you know, if a guy's a little banged up, you don't have to play him the whole game. You can have the option of, of turning to some of these guys uh, who who are, you know, capable of making plays more so than the, the guys were last year. Well, when you look at these guys, you also have to take a look at their brothers, their younger brothers, because uh, when I was, I saw, I think it was two Wayne Hills games last year, and there is a younger brother who I'm stuttering right now because I can't even think of his name. But once again, when I looked at all three Hayek brothers, all were good. But I think the most explosive one, the most exciting one, the guy who I said, this guy is definitely a Division One recruit, it was the youngest one, who I think was an was a sophomore last year. Bobby, do you know his name by chance? Uh, that's Jaron Hayek, I believe. Yeah, so he's a guy we're going to be taking a look at this year. And I believe Bo Melton has a younger brother too, correct? Yes, Malachi Melton. Um, he's another one I'm going to go check out soon down here in uh, South Jersey. All right. Well, let's keep a move on over here. Um, talk, I guess I was going to talk next about the wide receivers as a whole, but I guess you already discussed that. But let's just talk about the forgotten man here, because DeCoven Bailey was someone that we talked a lot about on the message board last summer because Coach Ash was giving him some props early on. And I guess it looked like he might be somebody who was a bit of a steal. But right now, I, I, I'm not hearing much about him. You know, in Saturday scrimmage, I forgot about him. I saw him towards the end on the field, and, and he just really didn't assert himself. And, you know, uh, it looked like a steal at the time. But when you go down to Texas and a guy has no offers, you know, two weeks before signing day, it makes you think, is he really a, a guy that all these schools missed out on? Nothing against him. I you know think he's a great kid. But from a talent standpoint, you know, he's being passed by some of these guys. And, and right now, I would say, you know, he's in the outside looking in at the two deep, um, was very quiet in the scrimmage. And, and it's been that way seemingly for the uh, duration of camp. So uh, he has a lot of competition. And, you know, Rutgers is getting better at the position. So you're having more competition. It's not necessarily a detriment to, to Coven Bailey. You have some guys that come in and can really make, it can come in and really make plays. Well, one guy who's been hopefully will be making some plays for Rutgers this year uh, as a punter is going to be Ryan Anderson. Uh, you mentioned about how he boomed a 60-yard punt early on when you were talking about this past weekend scrimmage. And this is a position among, you know, there's a few others at those special teams area, but Rutgers fans really want a solid punter that they can rely on. Have they found it in Ryan Anderson? looks that way. You know, I never saw uh, a, a punter get that kind of ovation. It's it, something like that. Um, it seemed like, you know, when he booted that ball, everybody kind of was like, my goodness, you know, it started cheering. Even he noticed it. And people were talking to him about it on the sidelines. He told me that the other day. Um, it really has a strong leg. So I, I haven't seen enough to where I can say he's a great directional punter and can pooch it. But, man, he can really boot it. That's great. All the news seems positive today, but you know what? That's what happens when you get a commitment right before you record a <laughs> podcast. It just gets you rolling in the right direction. Let's talk a little bit more about the scrimmage. What else stood out to you? Anything else that I haven't discussed with you thus far that you know you took away from that scrimmage that the fans would like to hear about? Well, you know, I was watching the quarterback play, and and 
it, it was kind of what 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 you expected. Um, Jonathan Lewis, you know, made a couple throws, but you know he's adjusted and and I think he's learning. And, and he tucked the ball and ran quite a few times, which you really can't get a feel for how good he'll be at that because nobody's allowed to touch him in these scrimmages. So um, I, I think he's just going to get better and better with time. I, I was a little disappointed in the play of Gio Rashino. Um he was, you know, he just had an off day, and, and Kyle Bolden was decent. Um, I think he's getting better as well. But I think it, it really, the scrimmage really showed a clear-cut pecking order. Uh, Kyle Bolin is is likely to be announced as a starter, was just named captain today. Uh, I think you're going to see Jonathan Lewis mixed in there too, and, and Geo could really be the odd man out. So that was, um, you know, mainly what I saw. I saw the tight ends play better than they have uh, through the through camp as well. Uh, Jerome Washington had a couple catches. Nakia Griffin was in there with a couple catches. That was a position that was lacking a little bit and uh, really started to come alive uh, in Saturday scrimmage. And Gus Edwards, again, uh, just, you know, has been solid all at camp. And I expect him to be the starting running back. Uh, you mentioned Kyle Bolin being named captain. And that was something that really gave me a double take. That just came out this evening. Rutgers announced the captains, Dorian Miller, Kyle Bolin, Darnell Davis, Deontay Roberts, a guy who is never even stepped foot on the field for Rutgers yet, earning the title of captain. What did you make of that? Well, you know, the players voted on it, so I think he's come in and made quite an impression. I was surprised to see that as well. You know, some of these guys been here five years and somebody to come in a couple months and all of a sudden you're the captain. You really have to do something stellar to win them over and, and get that vote. But um, I was very surprised. I, I've, you know, in, in all the years I've been doing this, I never saw someone come in that quickly and be elevated to the to the status of captain. But uh, obviously he's doing something right and, and he's got the support of his teammates. Um you know, it's surprising they named him captain before they named him the starter. I, I thought the other one would come first. Well, let's talk about Dorian Miller, another captain there. I know that's a player that you followed straight through the recruiting process through college. What do you think makes him a, a good candidate for a captain position? Uh, Dorian does everything right. Just a good kid, hard worker, um, just a great example for all the other guys. Um, you know, the guys respect him. Solid player. It's going to be his third year starting. I mean, in in recruiting, some people were, were knocking him because of his size. In all actuality, if you look at him, his, his wingspan is – equal to guys that are 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so he was knocked a little bit for not being 6'6", six, six or 6'7", six, but we always had him as a very highly rated guy. We had him in the top 10 at our NJ Varsity, um, and everything's worked out. He's just done everything right, strong kid, one of the strongest kids on the team, and uh, just just a, a great example of what you want in a leader. Uh, great kid's going to be successful no matter what he does. Well, let's move it to Darnell Davis, a Redshirt senior out of Avon Old Farms High School, hometown Union, New Jersey. Perhaps a guy who fans don't know as much about as um, you know. You just the previous gentleman we were just talking about. But what what break, what makes him a candidate to be a captain? Darnell's just a hardworking guy. Um, came in as a walk on, worked his way up. Guys respect that. He had a nice play in the scrimmage as well. I don't want to be uh, not mention that he came in and and people. Uh, Next to me, he said, was that Torre in there? I said, no, it was Darnell Davis. Um, but just continue, makes plays, works hard, and a great kid. I really like Darnell a lot. And um, just just a great example of, of somebody with that 
high work ethic, uh, always positive, you know, always smiling, upbeat. Just a um, a great example of what you want in a fifth year senior, a guy. And, and let's not um, undervalue the fact that he came in as a walk on linebacker, worked his way up at a new position. It's in this day and age with all the scholarship kids coming in. It's really a, a great victory for Darnell. Uh, he's really had a great career when you consider where he came from. Yeah, Rutgers fans love a story of a walk on who makes an impact. So I love that one. And the last captain we're going to talk about is Deontay Roberts, who, if I recall, he was second on the team in tackles last year. And, uh, you know, from your perspective, why is he on this list? I think Deontay's on the list not because of what he did last year, what he did after last year. He's really made a commitment to improve. Uh, He'll even tell you that he's not happy with last year. I mean, he had 95 tackles, but... You know, a lot of the tackles were downfield, and he'll he'll be the first one to tell you, I need to make them closer to the line of scrimmage or beyond the line of scrimmage. So he really put in a lot of effort and really worked hard, and he's a guy that, you know, really changed his body since he got here. He came in at 190 pounds. He's, you know, 235, 240 now, very solid, very vocal, too, on the field. Deontay's a guy that'll, that'll hit you and let you know about it, um, you know, has that kind of swag to him. And uh, guys respect it, guys like it, and, and Coach Ash is expecting a very big year from Deontay as well. Well, there's one guy I wanted to talk about. We were going to end the podcast right now, but as I was looking down the roster as we were talking before, I saw the name of Brendan DeVera, who's a freshman out of Wayne Hill. So we mentioned the other gentleman from Wayne Hills, the Hank brothers. But I want to talk about him for a second because when he committed, everyone said this is a sign. Rutgers is going back to the fullback. He is a you know a large guy. I'll let you comment more on his you know, what he brings to the game physically in a moment. And it just seemed like a surefire thing. That's where he was going fullback. And then we hear this week that he is moving away to the linebacker position. And yeah, I did wanted to get a sense of where you see that's coming from and how you think Rutgers is going to use him in the future. I think, you know, I was talking to Brendan on Sunday and, and he was talking about fullback. The move had not yet been made. Uh, he, but he, we were talking a lot more about special teams. He's playing on three different special teams units. So he's going to play this year, but I just don't think the fullback is going to be used a lot this year. Um, Jerry Kill is going to play to his strengths. You know, he said we're going to be multiple, uh, when I asked him about, the offense and he's I think he's assessing the team and looking at his strengths and weaknesses and playing to the strengths I don't think you're going to see a lot of fullbacks in the offense now it is an option they could use it but I I wouldn't count on seeing them out there too much you know they can try it out Max Anthony for a couple things you can always put a a tight end in the backfield kind of like an H-back situation if need be but I I just really don't think they're going to use them a lot so I, I think Perhaps they, they wanted to start developing DeVera on the opposite side of the ball. And let me tell you, he doesn't look like a freshman. He's he's very solid, very put together. Um, if you looked at him, you wouldn't think it's this is his first time, your first two weeks in a, in a college football program. So, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be a developmental time for him over there. But you're going to see a lot of him on special teams. Yeah, I actually thought he looked out of place on a high school field last year because compared to everybody else who was you know, obviously just not as developed as he was, He's a big, strong guy, and Wayne Hills had him at quarterback when I was watching last year, mm-hmm. and he just he didn't look like your average quarterback, but for <laughs> a big guy, he moved pretty well. 
Yeah, he's very athletic, and and I asked him about that, and he said, you know, I'm an athlete. I'll play wherever they put me. Uh, he said, I, he also said, I'm a football player, and um, I think that's what you're going to see out of him. You know, tough kid, hard nosed kid, and you know, if things start to click at linebacker a couple of years from now, I think he's got a shot to to to, to uh, get some playing time. But um, look for him on special teams this year. He's a freshman that's going to play. Well, Bobby, before we end, I just thought of one more question. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I'm happier when the team wins. The fans are happier. It's a much more I don't know, easygoing place, a more comfortable place to be on the ScarletNation.com message boards when things are going well. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it could be a dark, dismal, dreary place to be con- talking to the other fans when things aren't going well. Uh-huh. From what you've seen thus far, what more do you want to see? What else has to come together? For this to be the type of season that people have those good feelings about, even like the basketball team there this year didn't finish with a winning season, but everybody is loving Coach Pico right now. They feel like things are in the right, going in the right direction. There's just every, it's a unanimous feeling that we're in a good situation. Well, what I, do you need? Obviously, aside from the team winning this uh-huh. season, what needs to come together heading to that first game for you to feel that they have a shot to really lift the spirits of the fans? Well, a couple things. I think first they have to start being competitive. Um, last year, you know, in, in playing against some of these big teams, it just wasn't competitive. And fans obviously get frustrated. I mean, you want to watch the team play four quarters, and, and when you turn the game off by halftime and leave the house, it's it's not an enjoyable Saturday. So I think they have to be competitive. But what I think is really going to be telling is how well – Ash is developing some of these players. Take a look at a guy like Kamal Seymour, who they switched over to from defensive tackle to or defensive yeah tackle to offensive tackle. So he started the last five games last year and, and did not look very good. They they see a lot in him. They see a lot of promise. How he looks this year, I think, is going to be very telling on how well the staff developed him. Look at a guy like Deontay Roberts, who had 95 tackles last year, but you know they probably weren't the best tackles. Named him captain this year. How much more improved is he going to be? Um, I think a lot of. Uh, the individual performances will show how well this staff is developing players offensively. You know, there's a different coordinator. I get that, but fans want to see a lot more excitement. They want to see more scoring. How much improvement can Ash's team make in year two? I think, you know, baby steps, but you need to see some type of progress. And I think that will be the most prominent sign for the future because if Ash is bringing in solid three-star kids, he can coach them up to play like four stars. So uh, I think that's what I'll be looking for this year. You know, record, you know, how many wins, you know, ball bounces your way, you might get one here or there. But I think the overall body of work and development among a lot of these guys is going to be a very telling sign about the future of Rutgers football. Sounds good. Bobby, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. I wanted to say one last thing to everybody who's out there. If you are not a member of the ScarletNation.com family, I encourage you to come down, register. We have a lot of content on the main page. A lot of the content is free. Some of it is premium. We have free message boards for football and basketball, women's basketball, men's basketball, other sports. We also have a premium message board called The Roundtable. If you choose to sign up to become a premium member, you're going to get all of the content on the main page, and you also get access to our roundtable uh, premium message board. And that is where myself, Bobby Darren, Richie Schneiderite, uh, Sean Brown, and others hang out. And you will have the opportunity as a member to ask any question you have to Bobby and the staff. Talk to us. Talk to other fans. It's a great 
focused, moderated forum where you can just follow your Rutgers passion the entire year. If you sign up right now using promo code Rutgers2017, you get a free trial that will extend right to the opening kickoff. And so, therefore, you will not be billed until after the team starts playing. And hopefully they win. And you can ride those good feelings throughout the season and stay part of the team with us here at ScarletNation.com. But anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Bobby, thank you for being part of it. I look forward to every time we get to talk. And that's it for tonight, folks. Thanks again.